Coming to you from the Mineral Springs Volunteer Fire Department in beautiful North Carolina, it's the sixth annual Squirrely Awards. We're going to look back at some of the great games that came out in 2020 and highlight some of those games with the coveted Squirrely. Coveted? Really? So let's get this show rolling. Please welcome our host, Tony McCree and Marty Connell. Oh wow, thank you, thank you so much and welcome everyone to the 6th Annual Squirrely Awards. My name is Marty. And I'm Tony. And Tony, as usual, we're having it here at the Mineral Springs Volunteer Fire Department, but due to COVID restrictions, we can't have anybody else join us. So it's just you and I here tonight in person. With a big plexiglass right there. I see you through it. <laughs> Think about, we usually when we do the squirrelies, we have to set all the chairs up. We have to mm -hmm. tear all the chairs down. We have to roll out the brown carpet. We have to roll up the brown carpet. We didn't have to do squat. Except for the fact that in order to get our presenters here, we basically are staring at a room of monitors and each one of the presenters and guests have their own monitor out in the audience right now. Oh, that's true. So we had to bring all that in, truck it in, get it on the carts and get it set up. And also here at Mineral Springs, you know, the satellite internet doesn't work that good. So we had to get that set up correct because, you mm -hmm. know, this is out in the boondocks. I'm not sure they, they got internet yet here at the fire station, but that's all right. We're, we're good to go. We got 28.8 modem. So I think we're going to be, we're going to be fine. I must say, Tony, we do have a lovely audience audience for those that are here and it looks like the the people here have their own monitor based on their own style and everything i mean look over here uh, we have our usual guest rodney smith from canada he's on a nice like 75 inch flat screen 4k image rodney you are looking good buddy i like how the stand that he's sitting on has like the the plaid fabric underneath it so it matches nicely i appreciate that it looks so good now one man who speaks to all of us he's always here he supports us and that is mr bonacore is that black and white what is that marty yes it's representative bonacore he's like he's like on a 25 inch crt with rabbit ears and then all the young people in the crowd that are going to come up and present as we roll them onto stage. I'm sure they got their special devices out there. I mean, is, is that Paula Deming? Is, is that that? Why, why is her screen so small? You know, the young ones, they, they don't watch anything on big screens. They've got everything in their pocket. They twitching, they YouTubing all on their screen. So she has like a, a big old iPhone back there that we could barely see her on. But again, hey, you know, all the, all the youngins are high tech now. I'm ready to get the show started. Is there anybody else we need to recognize in the crowd right now? Oh, oh wait, uh, there is somebody I see, Marty. I, we got Ignacy coming in from all the way from Poland. We got to make sure he stays awake on this show because there is that time difference. Yeah, it is early in the morning for him. And and usually we can like throw stuff at him when he's sitting in the audience to keep him awake. But actually we have Mary on standby that will poke him with a stick every so often. Actually, it's one of those Robin Crusoe periscope, you know, little cardboard periscopes. Mm -hmm. She'll poke him with it every so often just to keep him awake until we're done here. Or maybe the cat they have will walk on his head. I don't, I don't know if you've seen those pictures on Facebook with Ignacy with cats on his head. Something about a cat on his head. He's 
He just keeps doing that. I'm ready to get the show started. I really am because, you know, we got to make sure because there's so many, so long a time that we can stay within the presence of one another before <laughs> we have to move on. Even with the plexiglass? So I'm very excited to get this show started, even in the format that it is. I mean, we are right in line with all the other big shows that are coming out. I mean, the Grammys and the People's Choice. I think they did that one recently. Oh, they all got these new setups. And we here at RDTN recognize that. So let's get the show going with our first presenter, Dan King. Hello, my friends. It's the Game Boy Geek here. It's the Squirrelies, my favorite award show in board gaming, hands down. I've been doing it for many years, and I always look forward to it. I'm presenting once again the Let's Get This Party Started Award, and because of this, I'm wearing my party hat. You know, not great for radio, you can't see me right now, but I've got one of those little pointed caps with the elastic strap, and as I look around, this is a star-studded event. Everyone else is wearing their party hats too. The Podfather, Bonacore, he's got one of those Kangol hats on, and it's enough to make Mark Street jealous. He's the king of Kangols. And I see designer Daryl Andrews out there, he's got two hats on, like one one front, one backwards. He's got a Toronto Blue Jays and a Toronto Raptors. That dude is diehard. And then let me just look back there. The lights are kind of blinding me, but there's somebody like way back in the corner. I don't know what it is, but it's like a two-story tall hat. I can't quite make it out in the light. Anyway, I see Tom Vassell out there, the hat man. This guy's got more hats than board games, I think, and I love his chapeau that he's wearing. Not so loving the colorful vest he has on. He must be moonlighting tonight at the local Applebee's, maybe blowing up some of those balloons to make for the little animal figurines for the kids. And the only person in the audience not wearing a hat, Rodney Smith. Come on, Rodney. That gel ain't going nowhere. No hat is going to mess those curly cues up. Get with it. So let's dive into the let's get this party started. Uh, hold on a second. Thanks, Marty. Oh, I'm having like a deja vu from like the Academy Awards when like a wrong envelope was given because Marty just gave me an envelope. I think there must have been a mix-up with this category. So the nominees for Let's Get This Party Started is Half Truth, Crossed Words, and Letter Press. So let's open up the new envelope Marty gave us and let's read it's it. The winner is... Please do not bring any more attention to Tony in the back corner. He has his dunce cap on, and he's already very self-conscious. Um, did I just read that out loud? <sighs> that got awkward real quick. Um, okay, apparently I read the wrong envelope. Um, the right one was actually here the whole time. Let's open that one up. And the winner of the Let's Get This Party Started is... Letter Press. Yeah, Tony, I know this may seem a little odd to give a game of the year to a party game when it was hard to get people together to have parties, but right before all this lockdown happened, I actually got to play several party games, and one of those was Letter Press. Me and my family had a really good time with it. If you like spelling games, 
This one is, is really unique about how you're drafting letters to craft words. And there's there's letters that you share in, in the middle of the table. We just had a wonderful time with it. And the one that I've nominated, Crossed Words, it was a great game. Enjoyed playing, but I hate that it lost mostly because Marty's family is five. And for mine, it was three. So the vote when the vote count came in, it was five to three. Y'all see how that worked? <laughs> Basically, just by sheer number of family members, we uh, outvoted you. You need to have more kids if you wanted a greater influence on these Squirrely Awards. Uh, uh, we won't go there, but I will say, I mean, when you talked about it on our show, it, it sounded like a lot of fun. So hopefully 2021, I will be able to get letterpress on the table, play it with a whole bunch of people, and we'll have fun. And I hope you get to play crosswords at some time. Yep, I can't wait. So now coming to the stage... From just south of us in South Carolina, the group from Tantrum House to give the award for It's in the Cards. Thanks for having us on the show. Today we've got Will Meadows, Sarah Meadows, and Jonah Dew in the house. We always enjoy collaborating with other content creators in the space. And Marty and Tony are some of our favorites. Thank you guys for letting us join you today. Man, we're here to present the category for Is It in the Cards? And we've got three amazing nominees in the category. Sarah, what are they? Stellar from Renegade Game Studios. Silver Dagger from Bezier Games, and Tournament at Avalon from WizKids. We got to do the drum roll, right? And the winner is... Wait for it. A little longer. My hands are getting tired. Come on, more excitement. Stellar. Congrats to designers Ben Pinchback and Matt Riddle. Really excellent game, guys. Yeah. Thanks so much for letting us be a part of the show. You can check out everything that we've got going on at tantrumhouse.com. Back to the squirrelies. Stay healthy, guys. Have fun. Bye. Bye. To accept the award for It's in the Cards, the co-designer of Stellar, Matt Riddle. Hey, this is Matt Riddle here to proudly accept our squirrely for Stellar, the card game of the year for rolling dice and taking names. I just want to say thank you so much to Marty and Tony as I accept this award on behalf of uh, Ben and myself. We are super proud of Stellar. So glad you all enjoyed it. Love your podcast. Can't wait to see you in real life one of these days. And uh, hey, thank you so much. Matt and Ben. That was an incredible game. Stellar. That was one of the games, Marty, before. Before we got locked down and couldn't have lunch anymore, it was one of our lunchtime games where I could go meet you at the Bojangles Mm -hmm. and we would play that game. There was just so much strategy behind that game. We were like, oh my heavens, this is amazing. And then I was like, okay, great. I got got it. You let me take it home. And Donna and I have been playing it. It is such a good two-player game. Do Do you remember? It was so long ago. (laughs) It was a long ago, but it was quick to come back to mind when it was time for nominations for best card game because we just loved it. It was such a, like you said, it was a great two-player lunchtime game that we enjoy playing. It was uh, easy to learn, but it was like kind of tough to master and everything. And it had great art. And I like the concept behind it is basically you're you're building out your telescope and everything like that. Uh, That's just a dynamic duo when it comes to designing games and anything that they make. I'm very interested in playing and it was in with tough competition i mean silver dagger Mm. uh, i'm loving the silver episodes and 
What am I looking for, Marty? It's not episodes. It's additions. It's a... Edition sets. Sets. There you Expansions. go. Expansions. Expansions. There we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> wow. Somebody let me push away from the major melon. Oh, it's, oh. it's going straight to my head tonight. And Tournament at Avalon. Now, if I remember correctly, that was one that you brought over to Jason's Deli for us. Yeah. Tournament at Avalon. We had a, a great time, too. This is a follow-up to their uh, tournament at Camelot. It had this really unique kind of trick-taking game where it's like, Sometimes you want the tricks. Sometimes you don't want the mm-hmm. tricks. And it was based on whichever cards you played. It was uh, it's a very clever game. All of them. All of them were the award, uh, worthy of the award this year. But we only give away one. Moving right along, we have Joel Eddy coming to present one of Marty's favorite categories. You going to paint those? Thank you. Hey, everybody. Happy to be here. Happy to be at the Squirrely Awards. I've got my friend, as always, Captain Magnus in tow with me. Hey, everybody. Captain Magnus, why are you such a downer? Oh, you know. No, I don't know. Marty keeps promising to play a game of Soulbound with me, get him paid up and all, but it's just not happening. I guess he doesn't want to do it. Ah, you know, Marty's a busy guy. You got to get him some slack. I know. Geez, you're kind of a bummer there, like Mr. Eeyore Space Marine there. Well, I've been wanting to play it for a long time. We've been planning it and trying to set up a campaign to get Sword Street. I worked really hard on this. I just, I don't know, did I screw up the last couple of Squirrel Wars? Did I do something wrong? All right, now take it easy. Let's. We got some business to take care of here. Give me the nominees for, you going to paint those? Okay. The nominees are... Warhammer Indominus, World of Tanks, and Blood Bowl Season 2. And the winner is... Blood Bowl! Blood Bowl! Congratulations to Blood Bowl. Excellent, excellent value. Highly recommended from the drive-thru review team. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, I know. I know. It's typical for Games Workshop to get multiple nominations here in this category, and lots of times they're going to win. But man, they're on top of the world right now. They just keep doing really well, coming out with with new sets. And this Blood Bowl season two was so well done. That that's one of those sets that they put together that is a great value. It has two teams, everything you need and I love sitting down and playing through that uh with Vanessa's uh brother. We had a fun time playing that game. There's a video game version coming out later this year. It, it's just a solid game. But so are the other things. I uh, Tony, the other one on here that uh, is not a Games Workshop game. It's actually from Gale Force 9 World of Tanks. That's a mm-hmm. re-release of the tank game that we played years ago and enjoyed it absolutely i mean i was like come on i was pulling for something but you're right i mean you can't stop the juggernaut but i'm still trying to figure out what the heck that thing was saying with joel i'm i need to turn on the <laughs> is there a subtitle or anything the like subtitles closed yeah. caption? i'm like what is he saying something about marty he's going to kill marty what what is he saying so here's the thing so he's uh basically we've been trying to get a online RPG going. Playing Age of Sigmar 
Soulbound, the new RPG. And it's just time, Tony. We we had to put this award ceremony and show together. It takes a lot of time. I just hadn't had time to sit down and play with him yet. Okay, so that's what all that was about. Because, yeah, once again, the, the, the captions just, it was all garbly gook. I didn't know what it was saying. I was like, what is this thing? What is it? Like Optimus... Minimal Prime? What was this? I don't <laughs> Minimal Prime. <laughs> I don't know. But before we go to our next presenter, Marty, I know you got him, you're getting his uh, monitor wheeled in here. One thing I will have to say, it is nice to continue here to dress down. Hey, in the, today's situation, the sweatpants are feeling good. The hoodie's feeling good. I am ready to go for This is the type of award show I like to present. I don't have to dress up. I don't have to put on a collared shirt for this. So I'm liking that. And you know what? I think our next presenter, Marty, he, he appreciates it too because he is from down, down south, isn't he? From the bayous of Louisiana, I believe. I believe you are correct. So let's welcome to the stage, or basically roll up to the stage, BJ from Board Game Gumbo. <laughs> Hey, Board Gamers, BJ from Board Game Gumbo here. Super excited to present the next award. Well, my year and a half reign as gladiators in an arena champion has finally come to an end. But never fear, just like Groundhog Day, Marty woke up to find out that Strike is still called Gladiators in an Arena for one more year. Team Gladiator, Team Gladiator. But I'm not here to talk about the amazing win by Team Gladiator. By now, I'm sure Tony has reminded his broadcast partner plenty enough. I'm here to present the No Quarter Award, the Squirrely for Best Switch Board Game App. And we have three amazing finalists this year. I took the liberty of designing a Game Boy Classic welcome screen to help me read the nominees, just like those old Zelda games. And here they are. It's two little 8-bit Tony and Marty's. Marty's mouth is moving. So here's the first nominee. It's Wingspan, published on the Switch app by Monster Couch. Oh, now it's Tony's turn. Oh, cool. His avatar looks like the Emperor and Gladiator with his, his thumbs down at Marty's Tupperware bowl. Tony's mouthing out. I see the speech bubble now. The next nominee is Sagrada, published on the Switch by Direwolf Digital. And here comes the final nominee. Oh, they're going to announce it together. Here it comes. It's Mystic Veil, published on the Switch by Nomad Games. This is so exciting. The tension is palpable. Completely different from the tension of the end of the Gladiators and Arena tournament since the final two players were both Team Gladiator, but here the tension is for real. Let's open up the envelope. And the winner is... Wingspan! Congrats to Monster Couch and of course to Stonemaier Games and Elizabeth Hargrave, the designer. Now back to Tony and Marty. Les les bon temps roulés. Thank you, BJ, for that uplifting message. To resonate with everyone about our champions, the strike oh, tournament. Lord. Don't even go there, man. I mean, he did not, he was not able to defend his crown. Because he stunk this year, as that's why. But that's okay. His positive energy led me to a victory, which I'm sure others will bring up as well. But that's all right. Yes, wingspan. Wow. Just wow, what an implementation of a board game to digital format. 
Didn't you and I play this online? Oh, heck yes. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, because of the pandemic, everybody was kind of stuck inside looking for things to do. A lot of people play board games online. I turned my attention to playing board games on the Switch. And the Wingspan version was honestly one of the best board game apps on the Switch I've ever played. It's up there with Raiders of the North Sea, which is one of my favorite. It's so well done. The music is great. The tutorial is fantastic. The UI is wonderful. That's not to take away from the other Sagrada. I think it was oh. a very easy game to get into. That's one of those, like, I'm going to play a quick 10-minute game. And you pull out your Switch and, and pull up Sagrada. It plays really quick. Mystic Veil has some amazing art on it with the cards with the little animated art, which which actually Wingspan does too. So I love seeing all these ports come over to the Switch. But I think what gave Wingspan maybe the top notch was having the bird sounds. <laughs> That's right. And the little bird facts. So you could actually mm -hmm. go and hear what the birds sound like and get a little bit of uh, factual information about each bird on the card. Yeah, this one was tough. You're right. We did a lot of, like I said, online gaming and... Well, most of it was on the Switch, of course, because that's the only console I have because I still can't find a PlayStation 5 anywhere, even though I subscribed to everything you told me to subscribe to. <laughs> but we won't go there right now, stupid PlayStation 5. I'll probably be PlayStation 6 before I can get a PlayStation 5. Wow. We went to a dark place there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. And, and, I mean, I cannot wait to get Wingspan back on the table. I mean, I can't even remember. Did you and I ever play Wingspan together? We have not. We've only played together on the Switch. That's right. And I mean, I have upgraded my little components. I've made little bird's nests. I, during this pandemic, I learned how to crochet. My mother-in-law taught me that. So I made little bird nests to hold the eggs in the game. So it's, it just all fits together. Next up, a presenter who we love here at Rolling Dice and Taking Names. Matter of fact, we've got a very special surprise for him coming up. I know he doesn't know about it. We're going to surprise him after he rolls up on stage. I think Amazon is still trying to figure out where he lives to get it delivered, but that's okay. We'll figure this out, maybe, but we'll see. But anyway, from Paradise, Paradise, Chaz Marler is presenting Pass the Agony. Mm-hmm. Chaz. Chaz, you're on. Oh, oh, no, no. I know I'm on. Oh, I know. I'm just upset. You know what? I've been presenting one of these annual Squirrely Awards for, what, 30, 40 years now? Well, it feels like forever. You know, and where's the gratitude, right? Okay? Where's my award? You know, just once. I would love to hear Marty and or not exclusively to an equal or lesser extent, Tony, approach me and say, you know, Chaz, we really recognize everything that you do for the Squirrely Awards. Here, please, please accept this honorary trophy and a pack of vintage menthol cigarettes and generous gift certificate to the local self-service cat spay clinic as a sign of our limitless gratitude and appreciation to you. But no! Instead, here I am once again presenting an award in some category filled with games that I'm obligated to pretend that I understand how to play. Because this is the Pass the Advil Squirrely Award for the Best Strategy Game. A category sponsored in part by the North Carolina Oversized Novelty Envelope Company. Thank you, Oversized Novelty Envelope Company, for all that you do. And now, the intellect-annihilating, Advil-inducing aspirants are... Nevada City, the economic territory building game set in the American West from Rio Grande Games. 
Alma Mater, a game of hand management and tile placement set during the Renaissance from Eggertspiel, and Tawantin Suyu, which combines card drafting, pattern building, and area influence in an ancient Incan environment from Board and Dice. And now, the oversized novelty envelope, please! Oh, thank you very much! And the winner is... Alma Mater! Congratulations, Alma Mater! But wait, what's this? Another award snuck in my vest for the best squirrely award presenter of all time? And the nominees are Chaz Marler, Chaz Marler, and Chaz Marler, and the winner is... Chaz Marler! Thank you! Thank you all for this award that I deserve so very, very much! <laughs> I did it! <laughs> I did it! Yes! Finally! Good night, North Carolina! Tony, this is one of my favorite categories every year because we get to play a bunch of amazing Euros, and this year was no different. We had a lot of fun with Nevada City. We had a lot of fun with Tawantin Suhu, but the one that really put us over the top was Alma Mater. Oh, such, such a fun game, especially when the fact that I think the thing that we loved best was like each of us kind of has this resource that we only can generate but others need. And that was such a cool mechanic with the, you know, the different color books. Absolutely. That was probably what put it over the edge for the other two. I mean, Nevada city, the, the Western theme, the, the family, the marrying of the family and how mm -hmm. the actions they could take. That was pretty ingenious out there, but you're right. The alma mater where uh, let's make these books more valuable. So you need to come over here and buy them from me. And then you don't want to skimp on that. So you've got to be able to have that supply there. Alma mater, great components, great boards. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, holy cow, uh, I need to play this again to see if there's another strategy or how about, what about these professors that I need to use? Or I know they weren't professors, but it's, by the way, disclaimer, the squirrelies, there are no $5 rewards in the, in the squirrelies because we can, <laughs> we can't handle our presenters. We don't know if they screw up and you know, we're screwing up. So don't worry about it. There is no $5 rewards. I'm going to say that right now. So yeah, alma mater, amazing. But I am going to say this. I am canceling the Amazon shipment of the reward for Chaz since he made up something and said he stole something. I, I, we had a special prize for him. I know. I know. You had it all ready to go. We were going to present him with the best squirrely presenter, mm -hmm. but then he, he gets this little chip on his shoulder and just gives the reward to himself. So Chaz, since you've already given yourself the award, then we don't need to give you one. I mean, how much validation do you need, sir? We always talk. I mean, we'd love to have you back on the show. You have your own special titles that come on for whenever you're on the show. I mean, it's all Beatles songs. No one else gets that. What more validation do you need, sir? But thank you for presenting. We can't wait to have you back. But you have to promise one thing. Drop those fake accents. I don't know what that was, Marty. I don't know. I, I don't know. H hold on. Can the director or producer in the director's booth replay the part where he was basically talking like us? Just just play a little segment of that. We really recognize everything that you do for the Squirrely Awards. Chaz, we don't sound like we really recognize everything that you do for the Squirrely Awards. Where, where did that come from, Tony? I don't know, but maybe it's a 
Catsby Clinic or something like that. I don't know. What is that? Menthol cigarettes? I mean, how much more stereotyping can you do here? <laughs> Number one, we don't sound like old men from some spaghetti western movie. I don't know where that came from. Actually, we have done some stuff for Jamie, and I did sound like that. I mean, Jazz says, please accept this honorary trophy. Who talks like that? It's not us, but yeah, that's two strikes right there, buddy. That's all right, but we will definitely have Chaz back next year as long as he, we've got to get his ironclad contract that keeps him from doing things like that. We'll see how, how well we do with that. All right, Tony, now another one of our favorite awards. We love worker placement games, so we always have a special category for worker placement games called Go Do My Bidding. And rolling up to the stage now on his little 15-inch monitor is David Waybright from Man Vs. Meeple. Yes, David here from MVM with the Go Do My Bidding Award. And wait a minute. In a way, aren't I doing your bidding by presenting this award? I mean... I thought you guys asked me to help, but now I'm seeing that wasn't it at all. No, I am just a pawn in your own sick and twisted worker placement game. You two are just going to sit back and expect me to announce that the nominees for best worker placement are Gates of Mara, Honeybuzz, and Raiders of Scythia? Well, I've got news for you, gentlemen, and I use that term loosely. Yeah, those are the nominees, but the winner is Raiders of Scythia from Garfield Games and Renegade Game Studios. You weren't expecting me to announce that, were you? Wait a minute. That's exactly what you were expecting me to do. Uh, Well, congratulations to Raiders of Scythia and Marty and Tony. Back to you. All right, so Raiders of Scythia. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's one of those where I'm like, okay, easy to understand, hard to master games with the worker placement. Yes. But it's got that mechanic that you and I love where when you do something and you place that worker down, then someone else can now claim it. Or am I getting that confused with another Raiders game? Oh my gosh. We It just won an award. You don't know what one it is. It's the one place a worker, take an action, pick up a worker, take an action. See, that's what and I just said. I just want to make I sure. I know it is, but but then you doubted yourself because you were like spot on. That's what I love about it. Again, it's kind of like a, a little bit of a tweaked version of Raiders of the North Sea. It kind of streamlines it a little bit, but it still has that. If you want to get to certain areas on the map, you got to have certain color workers and you got to be able to work to get to that point. And then there's that very much of a tension moment when you have one of those valuable workers that you got to put on the board somewhere to pick up another one, and you know somebody's going to claim it. And it happens so many times, like, oh, I hate to give up this this good worker right here. But you put it down, and immediately, if Tony's next, yep, I'll take that one. Because then he can use it next round for getting doing some exploration and getting some better sweet rewards down on the board. Also, it had the dual purpose cards, didn't it? It had the horses? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so it had it had mounts mm-hmm. and it had the eagles. Mm-hmm. Nothing from Gates of Mara, one of one of your favorites. Oh, I love that game. And then Honey Buzz. What a 
awesome tile placement, worker placement game. It was a nice merger of both things. Yeah, Honey Buzz. And when we first played that, it was like, okay, I'm I'm not seeing a lot here. But then it was when you did the combo, being able to pull off mm-hmm. the tiles with the combo. And you're like, oh, wait a minute, I'm playing this game wrong. Let's do this again. Let's re-roll this. Let's see how this all works out to be able to manage the workers there and see how they're done. So all those great games from 2020. Well, Tony, you know, the Mineral Springs Volunteer Fire Department is not free. We do have to pay rental, plus we have to pay for internet access using the uh, 28.8 modem. So it's time to hear from all of our sponsors of this six annual Squirrely Awards. So a big thank you to Miniature Market for continuing sponsoring Rolling Dice and Taking Names. Be sure to go check them out at miniaturemarket.com. You never do know when the sales are going to drop over there at Miniature Market, so please sign up for their newsletter. They have all kinds of specials going on. Also, new stuff is constantly rolling out. And while there, be sure to check out our winners because I'm sure there will be links in our show notes straight to the Miniature Market page. So that is miniaturemarket.com. And for this next one, Tony, I have to get everything right because our sponsor sitting right there looking at us on his monitor, Ignacy from Portal Games, who has been a wonderful sponsor of our show for so many years, and he loves coming to the awards ceremony. We love having him here, and boy, he's got some big stuff going on right now. For example, the Robinson Crusoe Collector's Edition is now up on GameFound. You can go and order it. And like he does with all of his pre-orders, they are amazing. Robin Crusoe is basically one of the most popular co-op games of all time. I'll put it up there, Tony, with Pandemic. When people talk about excellent co-op games, Robin Crusoe is going to tend to be in the top three to five of most people's lists. And now a collector's version of that is going to be available. And again, you can go find out more about it at GameFound. Plus, they got the 51st State Moloch Edition coming out. And the expansion for Empires of the North Egyptians will be out soon. So keep an eye on all those. And you can always find out more over at PortalGamesUS.com. When you're able to get back into your house with your gaming buddies and everything is feeling good, don't bring them back to a tired old game table. Head over to GameToppersLLC.com and check out that way to upgrade your gaming experience with a whole new game topper that's right welcome to the show game toppers kevin berkey he's got that kickstarter getting ready to start up in april this is for version three we're talking about some legs on some tables here this is going to be outstanding or be sure to purchase one of those premium mats that he has that can dress up any table by all means go head over to gametoppersllc.com for all your game playing needs All right, we are back here live at the Mineral Springs Volunteer Fire Department. And our next award is This Game Has Bling. This is given out to those games which, oh, fantastic components, top production. And rolling up to the stage now, they're together on the same screen, Tony. We didn't give them separate screens. We let Rob and Christina from Blue Peg, Pink Peg share one. So they've been bickering at each other all night long. So Yeah. But anyway, so we're rolling them up to the stage now to present This Game Has Bling. Hey, 
it's Christina and Rob from Blue Peg, Pink Peg, Pink Peg. and we are super excited to be back this year for the Squirrely Awards. Oh my god, it's such an honor to be here tonight. We get the pleasure of doing the category of This Game Has Bling. Oh gosh, components are such a major deal in board games, you really want to see them done right. Rob, what what is going on with you? Well, you, you said we wanted to, to dress up tonight yeah. for this, so we wanted to yeah. really... Bling it out, and you look good. Thank you. I just, uh, I wanted to. You, I, what, 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 what are you wearing? Well, I didn't really have anything, so I just got all the spare change we've been saving for years around the house, and I glued them, super glued them to his old suit, and uh, now this suit's like forty-seven pounds, and it's it's getting kind of hot, but at the same time, this suit's like two hundred and fifty-six dollars and forty-seven cents now. So, but no, you look. You look amazing. Hey. What are you wearing? Uh, the crown jewels and the hope diamonds. You, you mean costume jewelry? Like, they're not, they're, they're fake. Uh, yes. Yeah. Fake. Fake, 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 fake. Not real. Not stolen. Nobody's uh, looking for me right now. Great. Well, that's perfect. So, so the nominees tonight uh, is Honey Buzz by Elf Creek Games. Woo. Jaws of the Lion by Cephalofair Games. And finally, Sorcerer's City by Druid City Games. All oh, oh, great games. All amazing games. Uh -huh. And the winner of This Game Has Bling is... Gloomhaven, Jaws of the Lion, Cephalofair Game. Isaac won. He wins everything. <laughs> All right, come on. We got to get in the getaway car. <laughs> get very, we can't I mean, go very fast. We got to go. Get, away. Get, get in the car. We got to go. Uh oh To accept the award for This Game Has Bling, the designer of Gloomhaven, Jaws of the Lion, Isaac Childress. Wow, this is truly an honor to win a second Squirrely Award for a Gloomhaven game. You know, I didn't think my chances were very good this year, so I may have tried to improve them by putting on a squirrel costume and walking around Gen Con last year. Of course, last year's Gen Con didn't really happen, so it was basically just me walking around my house with the costume. But apparently it worked, so thanks, guys. So, Jaws of the Lion. We got to talk to Isaac about this. Amazing. The storybook, the stickers, the ability to bring Gloomhaven, take it into a smaller box and still get that same enjoyment. Incredible game. Isaac, well done. Thank you for coming and accepting the award. We promise it's in the email. But I must say one thing. There is a coin shortage. Now I understand where the shortage went to. Really, Rob? You didn't need to do that, man. I mean, Rob has Christina. There's the bling. <laughs> That's it. That is a very good point. That could have been a point in his favor if he would have just done it correctly. He could have just said, honey, you're my bling. Nothing makes me look better than you. But no. But let's, let's go back to the game. I mean, I mean, Jaws of the Lion. That's what, what's amazing about this, Tony, is why we gave him this uh, award is, you're talking walk into Target, Tony. $49.99. You pick up that beast of a box. It is extremely heavy. Catan cost about the exact same thing. There's hardly anything in that box compared to this one for the value. 
And the stuff that's in that box, like you said, from the storybook to the stickers, to the miniatures, to the top production of all the cardboards and components, everything, just an amazing game. I'm sure it is selling well. And I love the fact that this game is sitting out in Target stores for just the everyday people coming in, looking for a game to see it, purchase it, and hopefully get into it. It had some stiff competition. I mean, let's face it. We've already talked about Honey Bus. The production of that, the tiles, oh, yeah. the, the, the deluxe version of that with some of the um, meeple or the beeples, the bees. Uh, I mean, some of that was just amazing. The little gel mm-hmm. tokens that came <laughs> little on. little gel, yeah. The little pollen pieces. The little pollen pieces. I mean, that was just that tactile feel. It gives it to you. Mm-hmm. But then you go to Sorcerer yep. City where you have those really nice coins. Oh, yeah. I think those were some of the coins that uh, Rob had on his uh, outfit. Absolutely. Excellent tracks. I mean, high production on the cards. Sorcerer City, I mean, it has a lot to do with with those coins for us. It did for me. I mean, anytime you get that, that, that's awesome. Well, a game category Marty and I always like to talk about is going to be presented by Dan and Chris from the Geek All-Stars. We missed them this past year in 2020 where we do our usual draft of the movies, but we didn't get that to happen. Hopefully it'll be back in 2021, mm-hmm. but coming to the stage, Dan and Chris to present just the two of us. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Hey, this is Dan. This is Chris. And we're the Geek All-Stars, and we're back again to give you the Just the Two of Us Award for the best two-player game. And this year, the nominees are Seastead, Shores of Tripoli, and Stellar. It's a game. And the winner is... The Shores of Tripoli. (laughs) Hey, I've actually played that one. Yeah, it's an excellent game. Hey, Marty and Tony, congrats to another great year of podcasting, and we look forward to seeing you again next year. Bye-bye. Tony, this is one of those games that came out of left field that wasn't even on my radar. When Kevin Bertram from Fort Circle Games said, hey, guys, would you like to check out this this two-player game, historical two-player game, Shores of Tripoli? I thought, sure. And I hardly knew anything about it. And then I got it to the table, and I was hooked after the first game. Number one, Tony, we love our asymmetric games. And here you're playing as two totally different roles here. One as the Pirates of Tripoli and the other as the U.S. Naval Forces under the direction of Thomas Jefferson. It was such an easy game to kind of pick up. You just got to learn how all the different cards work. It plays fast. I played it over and over again. And I love it. It's like, okay, I want to play as the Pirates. Okay, cool. Now I want to play as the Navy. It's just an amazing two-player game. Plus, Tony, it's historical. I actually learned some stuff. The The booklet that's in there teaches you the history of uh, the events that went on during that time, which I didn't know a lot about. So, you know what? Not only did I have fun, I learned something. And so when I got to play it, you're right. I was like, first off, love the concept, the asymmetrical, like you just mentioned, but you got the dice. Sometimes I like the randomness. Mm-hmm. Absolutely do love the randomness of this game. Some people may say, oh, I'm not too keen on it. No, I, I need it because let's face facts. Back then, there were not missile-guided cannonballs. <laughs> that's, 
<laughs> that is that is true. Yes. <laughs> I mean, those ships. I mean, they did a great job. The reason why they went up broadside to each other is so they wouldn't miss. Mm-hmm. Firing one across the bow was not intentional most of the time. I mean, they were trying to hit something, so they anyway. But I know that's not true. So that's just me, me and silly here. But Seastead, <laughs> whoo, that one almost made it up into the past. The Advil. Yeah, it did. For such a quick little two-player game, it's kind of like a streamed-down version, or it's in the same universe as Flotilla from WizKids Games. Had a blast with that. And we've already talked about Stellar. We mentioned how great of a... It won our card game award overall, but it's also an amazing two-player game. Absolutely. So if, if you don't get a chance, be sure to check out Shores of Tripoli. Great game. Actually, all of them in there. For two-player games, definitely worth considering. And... The follow-up, that's going to be Halls of Montezuma. Wow. See, luckily, I'm not in a singing mode right now, or I'd be all over that. (laughs) Or you would have done it, yeah. Tony, we got a lot of games on our shelf, and one way to get those games back off the shelf is to give us a good expansion, which is why we have the next award, the Gimme More which is basically the best expansion of 2020, and coming to the stage to present that is John and Emily Deppner. Good evening. We're John and Emily Detmer of the Encourageable Party Podcast. And we're here tonight to present the Gimme More Expansions Award. We'd like to thank Marty and Tony for inviting us to be part of the 6th Annual Squirrely Awards. How did you talk Marty and Tony into letting us do this again this year? Uh, simple. It was bribery. I mean, it only cost a moon pie and a warm watermelon Mountain Dew. They aren't known for their good (laughs) decision-making. That's true. So the nominees are... Matter of fact, I haven't even sent it yet. So the nominees are... I've been thinking about it. It's going to cost like 10 bucks to put this in a package and send it down. Imperial Settlers, Empires of the North, Barbarian Hordes. And I don't even know why we're paying them to do this, honestly. Raccoon Tycoon, Fat Cat. They should be paying us. Arkham Horror, Under Dark Waves. I mean, hell, I'm cheap. I'd probably just do it for the Mountain Dew alone. And the winner is... Empires of the North, Barbarian Hordes. I guess we should just do it. It's done. That wasn't bad. Congratulations, Portal Games. Well, no point in sending this out now. Coming up to accept the award for Gimme More, Ignasi and Joanna from Portal Games. Hello, hello, Ignasi from Portal Games, and I'm super happy to hear that Expansion for Empires of the North uh, won the award. I'm very, very proud and, uh, well, a little bit disappointed that the expansion that won is not the one that I designed but the one that Janna designed. So without further ado, yeah, Janna will accept this now. Hello, there is Janna from Portal Games. And let me, I just found out that the Barbarian Horse got the first place in Rolling Dice and Taking Names title of the expansion of the year. Wow. It's an amazing news and I would like to thank you very much for that, especially as it's one of my first independent projects. I'm really glad that I've made something so entertaining and I hope that I will have even more amazing designs for you to play in the future. Cheers! Yes, Empires of the North Barbarians. That expansion made me 
want to play that game over and over again. The simplicity of it. It doesn't have to be convoluted, Ignacy. Oh, it doesn't need oh to try to gosh. roll everything into one th- one game. It just needs to be simple. Remember, Marty and I are simple people. Plain and simple. That's what we are. So, Joanna, congratulations on this Rookie Design Award. And I'm sure you got it to the table fairly quickly. I mean, it made it out the door of Portal Games so that we could enjoy it in 2020. Yeah, hot designer. Ignacy's got competition now. I could just see them going head to head to see who can come up with the best ideas and everything, which is great. You know what? Competition raises the playing field for everybody and just makes everybody better. So Ignacio and Joanna, you're coming out with some great stuff. Please don't stop. We can't wait to see the expansions that's going to be coming out for this game and other games that you're going to be doing. And yes, we do take bribes. Uh, you know, uh, Major Melon, uh, Zero Sugar, Warm, Mountain Dews are fine, and, and Moon Pies, obviously. Or actually, I think we may have had to, and eventually had to pay him to actually do it, though, Tony. That's fine. But I mean, his wife, Emily. Yeah. Keep reminding everyone, go to a Redbubble page. You can see all the rolling dice and taking names, merchandise, if you want to call it that. That's how we can take bribes. If she continues to do awesome designs for us, matter of fact, we might have something coming out in 2021. Plus, Mm -hmm. after this show, there's even a better one that I think we can hit on. I'm going to have to I'll talk it over with you, Marty, but we'll, we'll do this behind the brown plexiglass that no one can see us. <laughs> I thought it was clear. Like, no, that's clear. Brown. Well, the, 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 <laughs> between us is clear. The brown is where nobody can see us. Okay. So. Well, nobody, nobody's here. <laughs> it's just us. <laughs> oh, uh, raccoon tycoon, big cat. So excited to finally get that. Uh, I just hope get that to the table more and more. And of course, you you and your Arkham Horror, I'll let you speak to Under Dark Waves. Yeah, Under Dark Waves introduces the whole Innsmouth, where now we get to go and and uh, to a different area of uh, of Arkham and, and see that location, everything like that. So it, it had a great experience. We played it online and everything. They just keep pumping out amazing expansions for Arkham Horror, but keep pumping them out and I'll keep playing them. Tony, last year we introduced a brand new award for uh, Best Publisher of the Year. It seems like every year there's one publisher that stands out to us that just did an amazing job. And last year, there is one that stood out. In fact, they've already had several games on our list. And that is WizKids Games. We played tons of WizKids games. We talked about some already. We talked about Seastead. We talked about Gates of Mara. And we talked about Tournament of Avalon. All those are WizKids games. Marty, I mean, there was Star Trek Alliance. Enjoying that mm-hmm. as a single-player game. And then there was Super Skill Pinball. And of course... Oh, yes. And of course, well, Sidereal Confluence. Sidereal Confluence. Sidereal Confluence. One. The remake. Yeah, they remade that one. Yes. Absolutely. Meeple Towers. Very good game for families. Donna and I enjoyed playing that a lot, trying to place our little meeples, build up that town to claim victory by replacing the meeples. Like you said, Tournament of Avalon, awesome game. Oh, and you loved Gates of Mara, and I really enjoyed Cedars. That was was a good game for me. Yeah, both of them were good, really, um, like sci-fi area control games. So WizKids is on fire right now, and Tony, a big one, big one from WizKids is coming out this year, Class of Cultures, the remake, cannot wait to see how that is. So congratulations 
to WizKids Games and coming to the stage to accept the award is Zev from WizKids. Thank you, Marty and Tony, for giving us this new Publisher of the Year Award. My team and I have worked really hard to present greatly designed games that look really good. We hope to continue this trend with our upcoming slate of games for 2021 and beyond. Thanks again, and here's to seeing each other in person one of these days. Thank you, Zev, for coming on. And again, just great job. Tony, it's one of those things that over the years, since since Zev has joined, they just keep pumping out more and more really good games. He finds really good ones to put out, and I just can't wait to see where they go in the future. All right, Marty, I'm going to need help. So put on your mask. We got to go get that 72-inch Hawking monitor of Rodney up here. So let's go on down there. Be safe. Roll that bad All boy right. up. Be right back. All right, we got it here. We've got it secured so it doesn't fall over and kill anybody. 70, you know, sometimes some people are prima donnas. I just don't understand it. <laughs> what I don't understand is he still needed like a special place that he needed to set. We actually had to drive in his monitor in a special car and everything. It's just, it's getting out of hand. Absolutely. Well, Rodney, take it away because you're presenting one of my favorites. If you can't play Strike. Gladiator. It's great to be back again this year, and it's my distinct pleasure to be announcing the winner of this year's most discussed lawnmower brand on the podcast. I'm just being handed the list now, and then we'll get stuck. What in the? There are how? One, two, three, seven hundred and thirty-four different nominations. There's that many lawnmower brands. You discussed all of them. I'm not reading all these names out loud. Can I get a different? category or something okay okay I'm, I'm being given a new category thank goodness just three nominations all right this category is if i can't play strike i'd rather be playing and the nominees are red cathedral by devere games yukon airways by ludanova and back to future back to future that's that's literally what they wrote here on this sheet for me back to i'm pretty sure it's supposed to be back to the future but what can you expect from a lawnmower podcast? Let me try that again. Back to the future, Dice Through Time by Ravensburger. A great collection of picks here. So let's see who won. Ooh, very exciting. And the winner is... Red Cathedral. Congratulations to Veer Games and all the nominees. And Marty and Tony, thank you for having me back again this year. This is my last year? What do you mean? What did I do? I just, I just read what you wrote. You're the one who wrote Back to Future. Tony, another one of those games has surprised me. Red Cathedral. I love Euro games that have a clever way to use dice. And that was done with this one because it's dice with the rondelle, where the result of the dice is the number of times you move a die around the rondelle. And depending on what color it is, Depends on what resources you get. But I love that this game has such a simple goal. Build a cathedral. Whoever builds and contributes to building the cathedral the best wins the game. It's really that straightforward. But the underlying mechanics, you mentioned the rondelle, how it can mess up the other players. What are the, mm -hmm. some of the decisions you've got to make with that rondelle? Do I need those resources right then so that I can hurt Marty? That's got to come into your thinking. And I was concerned, Marty, about 
slowing things down, not being able to plan your next move because of that. Never encountered that. Never had an issue with that moving forward. And then the strategy of the cathedral and being able to deck it out. Do I want to go ahead and set it up so that he can do that or can I do that? A lot of hard decisions to make in such a simple game design. And also the other games, Back to the Future, Dice Through Time, Yukon Airways also has some very clever ways to use dice. We're always looking for games that have unique ways to use dice. And if uh, we play them, then they're probably going to end up in this category. Now, I was very proud for Rodney because he was able to discover on his own the word we left out to see if he could do it. (laughs) And he did. (laughs) So he is able, he, he can, Marty, discover things. Maybe not solo rules, but he can discover Back to Future. Yeah, we sent that to you. That's right. We were testing you. We knew what we were doing, but did you? No. So that's what we're going with, that it was on purpose? That's what I'm going with. Okay. Yeah, that's right. It was a test, Rodney. Congratulations. You passed. You can come back next year. Absolutely. And that's the shirt I wanted to talk to you about. I mean, I thought, you know, Rodney can discover things and we can put back <laughs> put back to future and with the, the little insert carrot there with V. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So anyway, Red Cathedral, congrats on that great game. Um at one time, Marty, I thought you could only pick that up on BGG, but I think that it's getting better. People can get to it quicker now. That's right, Tony. You can actually go and get it right now from our sponsor at Miniature Market for only $24.99. I'm telling y'all, this is one of the best $25 you'll spend on a game. I can't recommend this. At $25, that's a steal. Yeah, that will definitely help you meet that free shipping over at MiniatureMarket.com. Don't know if we've mentioned it, but you can definitely pick that game up at (laughs) MiniatureMarket.com. Tony, now, typically uh, in the past, we've had the award for It's Better Late Than Ever. I mean, we had presenters uh, come up and we had three games that were basically, you know, games that we're super excited about, but they were delayed for some reason and then we didn't get to play them. Well, it just so happens, Tony, that the game that's going to win tonight has won so many years in a row we thought there's there's no need to have a special presentation. There's no need to have other nominees. And in fact, Ignacy doesn't even want to accept this award anymore. So Luke from Portal Games, come up and accept the award for It's Better Late Than Ever for Stronghold Undead. Hey, Rolling Dice and Taking Names. This is Luke from Portal Games here to accept the award for Stronghold Undead in the category of Better Late Than Never. I mean, what can I say? This is an honor. Thank you guys so much. I believe at this point, this is our fourth win in this category. I mean, clearly we continue to excel here. We're blowing our competition out of the water and it's refreshing uh, to see our efforts recognized like this. Um, I mean, Portal's tradition of excellence in this category actually has been going on longer than I've been with the company. So it's really good to see that my addition to the team in the past two years has not interfered with this achievement. Uh, I do hope our fellow publishers in the industry don't get discouraged by our continued success in this. So I will leave you all with this quote. Remember, a delayed game is eventually good, but a rushed game is forever bad. (laughs) Thanks again. In keeping with the theme, let's not just drag this out anymore. Let's get Stronghold Undead here. Come on. 
Give somebody else a shot at it. Let's go. <laughs> Here's the thing, Tony. It's been shipped to backers in Europe. It's just not in our hands here in the U.S., Ignacy, you got eight months. Just get it in our hand with the next eight months, and we can finally give this award to somebody else next year. And I don't think Luke could have said it any better than quoting Shigeru Miyamoto, who is the creator of Zelda and other many great games over at Nintendo. Yes. So a delayed game is eventually good, but a rush game is forever bad. I wish we could have got that on a shirt. <laughs> That needs to be inscripted or engraved on his award, his squirrely award this year. Or we'll put it on the shirt with Stronghold Undead. We can do this. We can make this happen. The squirrel sitting there yeah. holding Stronghold Undead. But anyway, thank you, Luke, for coming on to this. I'm going to say Luke coming to Portal is what helped bring this game out. That's what I'm going with. Once Luke showed up, things started happening. Look, once Luke and Joanna showed up, things started happening at Portal. You know what? The best managers, Tony, are those that bring in bright people around him to work with him. So Ignacy has done that. Thanks for the recovery there. Appreciate that. <laughs> well, he still signs our paychecks, so I had to. <laughs> All right. Coming to the stage is... Hold on. I don't know if I have the voice for it this year. Now, here we go. Just back away from the mic a back little bit away. so it's not too loud. All right. We've got the monitor rolling up here. That's right. One of our all-time favorites. Jamie from The Secret Cabal Gaming Podcast. Hey now, Marty and Tony and all the fine upstanding listeners of Rolling Dice and Taking Names. I gotta tell you, I'm so happy to have been asked to present again in these, the most prestigious awards in the whole of board gaming the Squirrelies. And this category that I've been asked to present is one of my favorites. It's alive! Alive! It's alive! I love it so much. The best new additions or re-releases of board games. Man, there's some good ones in here too. And you know, it's actually kind of funny that they asked me to present this particular category because Marty and I were just talking the other day and he told me an interesting story that I bet you guys have never heard. So recently, Tony actually considered leaving the show. I know, right? Awful. Like, that would be terrible. And this put Marty into a real tough spot. He needed to find a replacement that really fit the Tony mold. So after an exhaustive search, he, he just couldn't find anybody that fit. So he thought the best thing to do to fit that Tony mold is to follow along with what Victor Frankenstein had done and create his own co-host using Dr. Frankenstein's research. And man, it was rough going. I mean, he managed to get most of the parts that he needed, but there was just those last few that he couldn't find. So Marty, he, he thought, well, the, the best place to go to get what I need is down to human resources. He went right up in there and he said, I got a problem and I need you to give me a hand. Well, that worked out okay, but they only had one, and they recommend that he head down to the second-hand store. <laughs> he was just about to get down there when he got a call from Tony, who said he was reconsidering his decision, and he was going to stay on as a host of Rolling Dice and Taking Names. Now, this is great news for Marty because, you know, he couldn't go through with his plan. He just didn't have the guts. <laughs> well, anyway, anyway, that's enough story time. Let's get on to the nominees for the It's Alive Squirrely Award. All right, here we are. The nominees are The King is Dead from Osprey Games. 
Tammany Hall from Pandasaurus Games. And finally, Rococo from Eagle Griffin Games. All right, so let's open up the envelope here. I'm excited. Here we go. And the winner of the It's Alive Squirrely Award is... The King is Dead from Osprey Games. Tony, aside from card games, I think King is Dead is the game that I played the most this year. I introduced it to uh, our game group. I took it to work and played with people there. There is just something that just hooks me about that game. The simplicity of, I'm going to play a card, move some cubes around. It's a simple area control game. But boy, for something that is so simple, you get so wrapped up in trying to take over certain areas, looking at what other people do, and keep up with the winning conditions and the tiebreakers and everything. It is just an amazing game. I'm so glad they brought this back. Absolutely. I, I did. I had doubts. Definitely had doubts about it when we first put on the thing. Like, how good is this? And then it was like, oh, this is, this is good. This is one of those that even you and I were like, okay, played it. That's great. We'll get to it again later. But no, back on the table. Right then there. Yeah, immediately set it up and played it again. And that's what's so great about this game. The setup takes no time at all. Deal out some cards, put out the uh, cards on the table, draw some cubes and put them in their right locations, and then you are ready to go. It is, it is just so amazing about how you just play a card till everybody passes. And if you want to, Tony, you can play your entire hand of cards in the first round and then basically just watch everybody else play. Yeah, I mean, great player elimination game. I like that. You know, I don't want to sit here. I got, I got to eat my dinner while y'all play. Y'all figure this out. Maybe I'll manipulate it and I'll just get lucky and win at the end, but that's fine. But I do, I do want to mention one thing before we move on here, Marty, is that, you know, that store that Jamie mentioned, the secondhand store. Yes. I'd heard about that store. I, I've been all ears on that store because I knew that, that they had special deals going on. You got to pay attention because if you don't, it could cost you an arm and a leg when you're in that store. You want me to keep going? They even have a layaway pro, uh, program there, you know, because sometimes <laughs> you can give a hand and they'll lend a hand. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, oh, God. Oh. But I mean, you just, you just got to, you know, keep your ear to the ground. <laughs> but, but, but you got you to be careful because it's not in your neck of the woods. It's in mine. Wow, you were just rolling here, dude. Keep going. How, how long can you go? How long is this set going to last? Well, it was a 15-minute shower, and I was writing them. I was, I was sitting there jotting them down <laughs> in my head, and when I got out, I wrote them all down. Because, you know, I knew, I, knew uh, for, for, I had to get these in over my dead body. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie. Bravo. Bravo, bravo. I will say before we move on to the next category, it was a great year for reprints. Tammany Hall, first time Tony and I played Tammany Hall and we loved that game. Another great area control game. And then Rococo, amazing production with great art from Ian O'Toole. Equal Griffin Games brought this game out. It was, it was great to get this to the table. That was another fun game with some unique card play and area control. So Every game in that category, Tony, is a winner. Yes, it is. And, ah, oh, but the king is dead. 
I'm ready to play again. Let's go. For our next award, we have a brand new presenter. Now, in years past, I, I found that when we present the All Y'all Award, we, we, we never have the right person presenting it, Tony. The All Y'all Award is basically a chance for those in our audience to vote for their favorite game. And that's what we've done this time where people in our audience went in and voted for what their top games were this year. We tallied the votes and we thought, Tony, to correctly come in here and present the all y'all, we need a true Southern gentleman to come and do that for us, which is why I'm excited to bring up to the stage in the back of his pickup truck, Don from the Secret Cabal. Hello, hello, this is Don from the Secret Cabal Gaming Podcast. I'm absolutely ecstatic to have been invited to the sixth annual Squirrely Awards by Marty and Tony, my southern brothers from other mothers. Today I'm honored to be presenting the All Y'all Award for the Rolling Dice and Taking Names audience's favorite game of 2020. Not to be confused with the You Award for Marty's favorite game of 2020, nor the Y'all Award for Marty and Tony's favorite game of 2020. And dang sure not to be confused with the Midwestern Ewan's Award, because let's face it, that's just not proper use of the King's English. So without further ado, the nominees for the 6th Annual Squirrely All Y'all Award are, in no particular order, Lost Ruins of Arnak, Dune Imperium, and Dwellings of Eldervale. And the winner, as selected by the Rolling Dice and Taking Names audience, who are clearly already of questionable taste, is La La Land. Congratulations to La La Land and their monumental... Wait. Wrong envelope. What? Who, who is in charge around here? How does this kind of... Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> Forgot where I was for a second. Let's try this again. This time with the correct envelope, which I know is the right one because it's been secured with about a pound of duct tape and absolutely reeks of the scent of moon pie. The actual winner of the 6th Annual Squirrely All Y'all Award is... Lost Ruins of Arnak. Congratulations to Lost Ruins of Arnak and everyone responsible for its creation. Also, thanks to Marty and Tony for having me present, and to you, their absolutely wonderful audience that had to sit through this short bit of quite representative, insubordinate nonsense. Have a good one. First off, Marty, let me just say that I understood every word the man was saying. Oh, yeah. No problem. And Chaz, that's how a Southerner talks. If you can talk like that, then you got the accent correct. But you were nowhere close to that. Don, thank you so much for presenting that. I mean, Lost Ruins, Marty and I, we, we really enjoyed that game, card playing game. We had some just had some opinions about it. Mm-hmm. And I think it was, was it deck building? You and I were arguing over <laughs> deck building on that game? That's was it deck building or was it not deck building? Yep, that's that. That was the topic that we had. Dune Imperium, great game. Enjoyed playing that. And Marty, I need to find somebody that has Dwellings of Eldervale because I, I didn't get to play it. Did you? I did not. And this is from Luke Laurie. And we've been playing a lot of amazing games from Luke Laurie recently. So I'd love to check this out. And just for our listening audience, Lost and Dune were neck and neck in the scoring. And it's funny, Tone, those are both very similar games. They both have a really cool twist on a deck building game. Uh, so it was really interesting that those rose to the top. And I think it's really interesting too that you may think that all oh, deck building's old, it's generic now. How many Dominion clones can you make? But you know what? There's two games right there where the designers came in and say, yeah, 
But if we take this little bit of a twist to it, we can make something fresh and new with it. And that's what they did. Absolutely. And just for entertainment pleasure, we had other net games on the list that got some top votes was Jaws of the Lion, Beyond the Sun. We talked about it here. Never got to play Calico. Uh, I do have Fort and then Bonfire. Did you get Bonfire on the table? I did not get to play Bonfire. Then Pandemic Legacy Season Zero. I have not dug into yet. I still need to do that. And Tekanu, which I did play, and we really did enjoy that one. I did like that one. So that's one of the best things about the All Y'all Award, Marty. It highlights games that we didn't get the chance to play or talk about and that we can go back. So, see, we got to receive a little bit. All right, the next award is very special to me. Why's that? Because it's mine. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. My okay, game of the year. That's right. And coming to the stage, two ladies love and adore. I'm so happy that they agreed to come back on the show to present Tony's Game of the Year, Amby and Crystal. Thank you, ladies. Take it away. Amby, what an honor to be invited back to the Squirrelies yet again. You know, honestly... I, I, I didn't think that they were going to be able to make it happen this year with all of the, the craziness going on in the world. But here we are once again. Yeah. And I, I didn't think we were going to be invited back, but <laughs> here we are once again. Well, and I'm very happy that we get to present Tony's Game of the Year, which yeah. I mean, I don't even think we need to look at the nominees because Strike got reprinted in 2020. So clearly Strike must be his game of the year, right? I mean, let's, yeah. well, I guess we should look at what the nominees are and then we'll, mm-hmm. you know, Strike must be one okay. of them, right? Yeah, it's going to be the winner. I mean, yeah. Okay, so what, well, what, look at the nominees list and just, all right, we'll, all right. let's look. Um, okay, there's Guildmaster, My City, and New York Zoo. Uh, wait, there's just three on this list here? Wait, that's it? Um, hmm. I mean, Gladiators in an Arena did did win out again this year, right? Like it's it's still Gladiators in an Arena, so like and it's it's Tony. Tony's game of the year. Yeah. So there there must be some confusion here. But Yeah, I think I think okay. Tony might have made a mistake. Alright, okay, just, let's just write it in here. Strike. Okay, so now there are four options. Um Okay. <laughs> four nominees. Strike. Guildmaster. <laughs> My city and New York Zoo. All right. Well, we we should we know what the the answer is going to be, but let's take a look and see. And the winner is Guildmaster Tony. Tony. Ugh. All right. Fine. Congratulations, Guildmaster. Yeah. Congratulations. And thank you, Marty and Tony, for having us back again. We really appreciate it. We love y'all, and uh, we hope y'all are doing great, staying safe and healthy. Bye, everyone. Bye. Crystal, you're absolutely right. Strike was on there, but that would not have any suspense. I should have written it down. Thank you for correcting me, but it's an automatic winner. (laughs) I mean, it is. It's going to win. You put it on the list, it's going to win for me, and that's okay. I mean, it's a four-time winner. It is the champion. That's why it was introduced with We Are the Champions, because, look, Crystal, you were right there. I mean, I could go on and on, but this show's getting too long as it is. But let's talk about Guildmaster. So, Marty, when you brought Guildmaster to the table, this was very early on. 
I'm like, this is it. I don't have to play another game all year. Love that game. The dice mechanic, the drafting of the people into your guild, the secret selection, all those mechanics I thoroughly enjoy. And they were put together so well in that game. Guildmaster, amazing game. I loved it. And then my city, I'm, I finally made it up to the last chapter. My wife and I have been playing that. Great game. For a game that is about putting pieces together, I'm actually able to do that, the Tetra-style pieces. And New York Zoo. Oh, bravo, bravo. It was tough this year, but I will say, Guildmaster, because of the dice, won me over. Guildmaster is, again, one of those at the beginning of the year, knew nothing about, hadn't heard anything about it. I look over the list, and there are several games I had just never, never heard of, like... You know, Shores of Triple E, which we mentioned, Red Cathedral kind of came out of nowhere, and then Guildmaster. And I hadn't heard a lot of people talk about this game, Tony. And then I'm we played it, and we're like, why are more people not talking about this game? Yeah, you immediately were drawn to it. I mean, and we played we played several times, and every time we enjoyed it. It is uh it flows well. The see I love, I love the tension of like simultaneous selections and then the reveal. And it's like, oh, you messed me up, dude. That I just love games that create that sort of attention. attention. And every round, this game does that. Or, or going for the quest, the co-oping the quest, or am I going to backstab you? Mm-hmm. Oh, that, just something about it. it, it was, there's a lot of tense moments. And I think that's what really made me enjoy the game. It was tight. I didn't feel like anybody was running away that it might... You know, I might as well forget this. Don't even want to play it. But and it's not that costly. Just saying. Go out there, check it out at miniaturemarket.com. And now for the final award of the evening. It is my turn for my game of the year. And coming up to present is um our hometown favorite, Tony. Paula Deming, who has left her hometown of Charlotte, North Carolina, now lives out in California. But she's come back via her little device over there to come up on stage and give my game of the year. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. It's honestly an absolute pleasure to return to present an award here at the 2021 Squirrelies. I'm also super pumped that you all agreed to my fee of sending me Bojangles delivered straight from North Carolina to my front door here in Los Angeles. So just anytime. I mean, that can happen anytime. I'm just waiting. I'm hoping there will be a knock on the door with that delivery while I'm in the middle of presenting this award is honestly my my hope. The doorbell is going to ring. It's going to be bow time. Anytime now. Just anytime. <laughs> but you know what? I'm, I'm sure it'll be here soon. So why don't I go ahead and present the award? My category today that I'm presenting for all of you is, it's a big one, it's Marty's Game of the Year. And let me tell you, the games that have been nominated are all absolute winners as far as I'm concerned. But which one did Marty pick? Well, the nominees are The Lost Ruins of Arnok, The King is Dead, and Red Cathedral. Okay, let's see. I've got... The envelope here, it's so exciting. Who's the winner? And the winner of Marty's Game of the Year is The Lost Ruins of Arnok. Congratulations. 
okay, the Bojangles isn't here yet, but I'm going to, I'm just going to go wait by the front door. Um, congratulations again, Lost Ruins of Arnak. Paula, I promise you, we're going to somehow get you some Bojangles. And for sure, if you ever come back in town to visit family or something, we need to make a special time to get together and go out and get us a Bojangles chicken filet biscuit. Can you hear what I'm saying? But yes, my game of the year, Lost Ruins of Arnak. Now, Tony, not I want to brag or anything here, but if you notice, all three of my nominees, The King is Dead and Red Cathedral, all won something tonight. I wonder why that is, Marty. (laughs) (laughs) Because I pick really good games in my game of the year list? Or you pick the games we usually play, I'm just saying. (laughs) Now, to be fair, the All Y'all Award went to Lost Ruins of Arnak, which is my game of the year, so I didn't know that they were going to vote for that. But Lost Ruins of Arnak, again, is one of those games. It was was a unique deck builder of these kind of different mechanics of, of... uh, basically, I had a clank feel to it where you play cards to move up and to uh, be able to excavate bones and everything like that and discover new areas. But then, Tony, what I liked is when you added new cards to your deck, depending on the type of card, one would go to the uh, bottom of your draw deck so you know you'd get to it quicker. Another one you could play immediately. So it wasn't the typical type of Okay, deck building game, I get a card and it goes in my discard pile, then it'll shuffle back in. I Hopefully, I will eventually get to it. No, you know when you buy a card and it's the one that goes to the bottom of your draw deck, you're going to get to it before you have to shuffle your cards. That little thing right there, just put it over the top for me. Uh, we've already talked about it. It's, first off, not a deck builder, but that's okay. Well, Oh, here we go. Here we well, go. Let, it's your award. It's your game. You can call it whatever <laughs> you want. I'm fine with that. Yes, all three of your games are amazing. Lost, Ruins, yes, play at any time. You know... Mine could have all won awards, too, if I would just come up with categories. I mean, best use of Tetris pieces, my city. All right, I could do this. I could do this. Best use of animal meeples, New York Zoo. (laughs) See, mine could have all won, too, not just like yours. But, yes, all three of those games are amazing games. And Lost Ruins, it definitely deserves it. Wow, man, two awards for it. That's unreal. Two-time Squirrely Award winner for this year, Tony. So, Tony... That's it. We've come to the end of yet another Squirrely Awards. The question is, are award shows going to continue after this year? Did they lose some of their pizzazz? We're here to tell you now, we've been doing this virtual stuff, behind the curtain stuff, forever. So yes, it can happen. We've been doing this for six years, all you big award shows. It can be done. Oh, that's right. The Grammys, tanking. Oscars, tanking. Golden Globes, tanking. Squirrelies are going to be in here for the long haul, baby. Well, again, we're just it's you and I in this room by ourselves, so it's it's easy to have big talk. Yeah. <laughs> it's just you and I in here. <laughs> yeah, oh, and the producer sitting in the engine cab over there. Actually, it's just the, a volunteer fireman who just turned the light on for us. But yes, but thank you, Mr. Producer. <laughs> so I hope everybody enjoyed this year's annual Squirrely. And thanks to all of our presenters. Amazing. Thank you for all you did for us for, on this, getting that back to us. We really did appreciate it. The show wouldn't happen without you. And a lot of our listening audience completely agrees that maybe next year y'all won't do it so this show doesn't happen. But aside from that, great games from 2020. Go out, check any of these out. They, they truly are winners. All of them, all of them on the list. Are, you, you can't go wrong. And maybe in 2021, 
best game of the year will be Stronghold Undead. Maybe I'll win another one without having never produced a single bit of cardboard. We can only hope. And that's it for the 2021 Squirrely. So keep rolling dice and taking names. Once again, a big thanks to all our presenters, including Dan, the Game Boy Geek, the fine people over at Tandrum House, Joel from Drive Through Games, DJ Ross from Board Game Gumbo, Chaz, who is no longer doing Paradise Paradise, David Waybright from MVM. Is that Man vs. Meeple? Yeah, that's what oh, he does. That's what he said. Oh, so he's he's so pretentious that we know what MVM means. That's what he said. Okay, okay, then we'll go with it. Robin Christina from Blue Peg, Pink Peg. Dan and Chris from the Geek All Stars. John and Emily from the Incorrigible Party. <sighs> Rodney Smith, watch it played. <laughs> I know you're going to do it every year, and it just makes me laugh for some reason. <sighs> Sorry. Jamie from the Secret Cabal. Don from the Secret Cabal Gaming Podcast. And me and Crystal from Board Game Blitz. And Paula Deming. Or things get dicey. Tony, what are we going to do with all these TV monitors? Do we shift them back to people? Or, or what's what do we do now? You know, I hear there's this store called The Grid by Goodwill. Mm, tax write-off. There you go. Yeah.